Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This episode is brought to you by Isabel McMahon, Mike, Nicole Villeneuve, Chris Thompson, and Tom Beatum, each of whom pledged some money recently to this show's Patreon page. If you go to patreon.com slash creative control, you have the option of pledging a, a monthly amount to keep this show going and sustain it. And if you do so, you'll have my gratitude. It means a lot. We are currently at 42 patrons. We are we are at $249 per month. That's remarkable. And uh, we're hoping to, to keep climbing. We'd like to get to $500 per month uh, by the end of August, if possible, just as a goal. And, you know, I had a nice conversation with my friend Colin Medley yesterday about uh, this whole thing. And he said, you know, you know, asking for money or whatever, because you're trying to get compensated for this work, that's one thing. But you really got to tell people why you're doing this. And that's because your show is unique. It's filling a niche. No one really does the kind of show you're, you're doing. It's, it's an hour long or whatever, in-depth music interview show. And not many people are doing that at all or very well. And I... Thank Colin for saying that. Um, I hope that's that's kind of the plan. I, I hope it's a good show. And thus far, I have uh, some people telling me it is. So I'd like to keep it going. And uh, we have some news. We have uh, introduced a, a T-shirt. The first ever Creative Control with Vichy Kana T-shirt was designed by Jillian Wilson of Guelph. Thank you, Jillian, for doing that. And it's available uh, now. You can, um, if you pledge $10 a month for at least two months, if you could do it, on the Patreon thing, you get a t-shirt. Just tell me the size, I will ship you a t-shirt. It's a beautifully, it's some kind of good cotton. It's like a good shirt, apparently. That's what the guy told me. I hope it's good. And uh, you'll get one. $10 a month, or if you want, you can just buy one for 20 bucks. We'll figure something out. Just get a hold of me. You can see the shirt at patreon.com slash creative control or on our show's Facebook page. It's one of the top posts right now. So do it. It's a nice shirt. I, if you like shirts... It's got my head on it. If you like having my head on your chest, I think you, you might like... What? I think it's a good... Anyway, you'll see. Thank you for supporting the show and listening to the show, and let's keep going. So, patreon.com slash creative control. Thanks. Creative Control with Vish Here's a short but sweet episode. I hope I hope you feel the same as me. This is a Reese Darby. Reese Darby, you, you might know best for his role as Murray, the band manager on Flight of the Concords, 
He's on the show. He's a very uh, renowned stand-up comedian, and he's going to be appearing at the Just for Laughs Festival in Montreal later this month. So it's uh, it's a nice treat to talk to him. This is I, I didn't know much about uh, his background, and it's fairly it's a really fascinating story. And he's on the new X Files show. Talk a little bit about that too. So there's some interesting stuff here. His new uh, one man show is called I'm a Fighter Jet, and if you're in Montreal. Uh, this July, July 22nd, 24th, you should go see him. And he's nice. This was nice. This is me and Reese Darby. This episode is brought to you by Pizza Trocadero, the finest pizzeria in all of Guelph, Ontario. They've got delicious gourmet pizzas or choose from an array of fresh ingredients and make whatever you like. Calzones, wings, panzerottis, salads, breadsticks, garlic bread. Pizza Trocadero has it all. You can find them at 7 Municipal Street in Guelph or visit them online at trocaderoguelph.ca. That's T-R-O-K-A-D-E-R-O-G-U-E-L-P-H.ca. Call them at 519-829-2444 for pickup or delivery. That's Pizza Trocadero, a place of the good trade. Rejected, thrown away, affected, I don't know what to say, ejected, cast out to the sea, disconnected, they didn't want me. Reese Darby is a talented stand-up comedian, actor, writer, and ex-soldier in the New Zealand Army who currently lives in Los Angeles. Best known for playing the well-meaning but inept band manager Murray on the HBO show Flight of the Concords, Darby has shown remarkable range as a vocally and physically dynamic film and television actor, his own stand-up specials, and his best-selling 2008 novel, This Way to Spaceship. He brings his latest stage show, I'm a Fighter Jet, to Montreal's Just for Laughs Festival on July 22nd and 24th. And here now to discuss this further is Reese Darby. Hi, Reese. How are you? Good. Nice <laughs> intro. Thank you very much. Where, where in the world are you there? Uh, I'm in Vancouver currently. What are you doing in Vancouver, of all places? I'm shooting a episode of the new X-Files. Oh, they're still doing that in Vancouver, I see. They used to do that all the time back in the day. Yeah, that uh, originated here, and then I think it moved to L.A., um, and now it's back. Nice, and how's that going? Great. Great. Um, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's freaky. It's, uh, it's the <laughs> X-Files, so I'm, I'm not sleeping at night. <laughs> Did you follow the show much when it was uh, an actual going concern? Yes, yeah, I'm very much into the paranormal. So uh, I was actually in the army at the, uh, back then in those in those days in the '90s. So I missed a lot of it. Um, right. I was running around the bo- in the in the forest myself, digging holes for no apparent reason. <laughs> I want to get into a bit of that army background in just a moment, but then that's fascinating. Is there anything you can tell us about your role on the X Files at this point? Oh, uh, it's all very hush hush. I'm afraid. Uh, 
but I am the the guest star of one of the episodes, and it's uh, if if anyone knows anything about me, it's it's certainly right up my alley. Yeah, yeah. Physically demanding, expressive kind of thing. Yep, yep. Yes, I uh, I, I actually uh, cut myself on the first day in the very first uh, fight sequence. I cut my hand and had to get stitches. So oh, it's, I like that. It means that you know I'm really applying myself. <laughs> You're a guy who's probably uh, come up from a place where every bit of information was open and free to share, and now you're probably in various scenarios you're told not to talk about stuff. How does that make you feel? Um, well, it's, it, it, it's, I, I understand the reasons behind it, and it's, it's fair enough. You know, we want to keep surprises, and uh, I'm in a world where there's a lot of fans that want to know um, every detail, and it, it is hard not to to reveal because it's I'm excited about the whole situation but um I mean that's television for you you, you I mean it's uh, these days a lot of people are uh blogging and um putting up uh videos on set and 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 trying to get the the viral interest happening mm-hmm. as as we're making things but then of course it, you know nothing ears for another year so it's kind of like um well hmm it's trying to get the timing right. <laughs> yeah, I know. I've noticed that about the Superman versus Batman thing. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I think it's coming out in 2016. That's what my understanding is. But, like, it's it, they're already on the cover of magazines and stuff. So it's, it's weird. It's kind of weird. It's kind of like, yeah, we, haven't we already seen that? That's what people are going to say <laughs> in, in two years' time. <laughs> now, I'm curious. Uh, you're, you're from New Zealand originally. Do you, do you have uh, do, do, do New Zealanders have a particular stereotype uh, about Canadians? No, I, only that we really get on. I feel like we're brothers, um, the Canadians and the New Zealanders. We have uh, a lot of similarities. We're into into forest stuff. Uh, mm-hmm. We're into the outdoors. We have a lot of you know great scenery to jump around in. Um, we like drinking beer, and we like, I guess, uh, trapped in that uh, ex or that old sort of British scenario of being um, still part of the crown and and helping out the Queen for some unknown reason right um, <laughs> so i feel like yeah we're quite similar in a lot of ways and we and you know you guys have got america right next door and we've got australia right next door sort of uh ignoring us and uh teasing right. us so it's kind of it's kind of we, we feel a brotherhood we you feel a brotherhood and we both are the both nations are kind of like the uh, stepchilds of of larger <laughs> that's right entities that everyone pays attention to yes Right. Okay. Now uh, you've listed a few things there uh, that maybe typify some New Zealanders. Are, are there particularly strange perceptions of New Zealand that you find bemusing or tiresome at this point? Well, there's our obsession with with rugby, um, which, if anything, if anyone knows anything about New Zealand, it's it's either uh, our ability to play the game rugby, or uh, our Lord of the Rings films, which you know. We're now hoping to really move on along from. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I mean, it's we're obsessed, absolutely obsessed with with sport in New Zealand. We're only, you know, it's a small couple of islands. There's four million people, uh, and so the the one thing they've really focused on is running running along that field and throwing that oval ball back at the next guy. Yeah, um, yeah. And you know, it it can be. It's it's we are the best in the world at it, and so that's exciting. Um, but I, I feel like, okay, I realize that it w- that's good. What, what else is there? And of course, you know, when we lose a game, the whole country goes into mourning and it's, 
it's it's I don't know it's it's ridiculous to watch from a distance. Now I presume that as a at least as a young child you probably partook of rugby. Uh, did you ever advance? Did you play at a higher level? I was a soccer player myself. I I played rugby once, um, and I was very uh, very wiry, thin, uh, yeah. long legs as a kid. Um, I would snap, and so the one game I did play, I remember using my legs to my, uh, my advantage and sort of leaping over someone like a like an antelope. <laughs> they went to tackle me, and I just I just leapt over I leapt over people. I had these springy springbok legs, and I think I got one try. And uh, but then I, after the game, Mum said, uh, "Well, that's it. You, you've proved you're good at that. Let's let's not do it again because you are, you will you will get broken." Yeah, my parents pulled me out of hockey. I, you know, in Canada we like to play hockey, and yeah. I got to play for two or three years in a minor hockey league. And then my my parents took me out because uh, they were frightened, but also because I refused to eat breakfast before the games at six a.m. Oh, really? My mom would be like tying my skates and then like talk, talking to the kid next to me, being like, "Bobby, what did you eat for breakfast today?" Yeah, it was very embarrassing. So uh, your parents uh, had play a big role when you're playing a rough sport. So you got out of the rugby into the soccer. All right, that's interesting. Now, we, I want to talk about what this I'm a fighter jet thing. What is this thing? <laughs> this is this is a stand-up show um about I guess being confident and and flying to the danger zone. I guess taking taking life by the balls and making it like an adventure. Um something I've always done. I mean, as you, as as we know, we mentioned earlier I, I joined the army at the age of 17. Yeah. Um, I was in there for four years. Um, by the end of it, I, I really started to question why I was in there, and so I left. <laughs> oh, okay. But I, I, I guess from the beginning, it was about um, getting amongst it, going, perhaps going overseas, perhaps seeing the world. Um, we never did in the New Zealand Army. I just did a lot of training uh, in our own forest and uh, rescued the only thing we rescued really was sheep there was one severely uh <laughs> snowy winter and, and I, I you know after not receiving a medal from that i was like well, I, well this is that I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna leave so i i went to university and then i sort of that opened up the whole world to me of uh wanting to see many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out my solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Knowledge and, 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 and find, find the truths in, in the world. And so being, something about being from the tiny island at the bottom of the world uh, led me to have this yearning to, to see the rest of it. And so I hit, headed to the UK. And this, this story really is about the adventures I've had in my life and then of course, finding uh, finding love and then 
having kids and, and the adventures you know continue whether it be um, actually climbing Mount Kilimanjaro or, or just dealing with your children you know life is an adventure and it's it's how you perceive it so that's what the show's about yeah and, and I mean other than a few nuanced points there I, I will admit I'm having trouble uh, distinguishing the synopsis to I'm a fighter jet from the synopsis to the film Top Gun yeah it's basically a ripoff of um, of Top Gun <laughs> it sounds very similar to Top Gun. I'm, I'm just saying. I mean, he didn't climb a mountain. You've climbed... How many mountains have you climbed? Uh, well, I've just... Kilimanjaro's the big one. That is a big one. Yeah. There's one in, in New Zealand I climbed, Ruapehu. Um, after I climbed Kilimanjaro, I tell you, that when you climb one mountain, the phone doesn't stop ringing. <laughs> uh, they wanted me to climb Everest uh, this year uh, for, a, for a charity scenario and i was keen to do it i mean you know the phone the guy says i hear you climb mountains <laughs> no no i just did that for charity you know like oh so you uh, literally only did it the one time you're not like an avid mountain or oh, rock no. climber oh interesting no no i can't stand it no i nearly died doing kilimanjaro i swore never to do it again but of course uh for a good cause you know and, and if other comics were doing it but um my schedule has got so busy now that i i thankfully can't climb any more mountains <laughs> right no that, i think i think that's probably for the best now you mentioned that your your time in the new zealand army wasn't particularly fruitful or fulfilling uh but i'm were you actually a reservist we have a thing in canada we have reservists do you are oh. we, were you a reservist you didn't no, say like, no i was the i was the elite i was uh the regular force cadet i went straight from school and we did a like a a year's training course, and then that ended in a graduation parade where the parents come and we threw our red berets in the air, and then we got uh, we got sent to our our, our units. Um, okay. Okay. It was kind of a big deal. It was uh, cost a million dollars to train me. I fired all these different rocket launchers and had to go and grab find the rockets and bring them back because we couldn't afford. <laughs> you had to go find the rockets you launched into the sky. Yeah, go yeah, you go and go and retrieve the 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 rocket. Not much of it left, of course, but they got a lot of Kiwi ingenuity. They try to put things back together. <laughs> All right, that seems a little odd. Does does New Zealand have countries that it considers enemies per se? For a while back there, when I was in, we we were worried about Indonesia. That oh. was the, that was the threat. But of course, we're really just uh, there to support Australia, and then and and then. Of course, support the UK and the US and, and scenarios, but it, it, it started to become more of a more of a civil defence job, and I'm I'm pretty sure these days that's mainly all all it is. I mean, we we started to lose our fighter wing, and um, part of the story in my show is about the fighter jets, and that's why I do a scenario all about that. That's why I've called it that. Okay. But, um, okay. Well, I, I, that sounds interesting. Now, you you're in the army at 17. I'm curious about the link between your upbringing. And your entry into show business, um, can you talk a little bit about your upbringing? Like, is there a reason you took off for the Army at 17? Well, I guess uh, my mum solo parented me. My other siblings, I have uh, three sisters and a brother. They're all a lot older than me. I was in a nine-year gap okay. between me and, and the rest of them. And so um, Dad wasn't really around. He kind of left when I was a, a kid. I mm -hmm. uh, saw him sporadically. But I, I think um, mum sort of pushed me to sort of join the forces to sort of, you know, to take care of me so I didn't have that uh, delinquency thing as a teenager. Sure. Um, and then whilst I was in there and, 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 and definitely whilst I was at school, 
I I guess I had a, a penchant for the arts, and <laughs> I uh, I performed a little theatre here and there, and and I really, but I didn't I didn't even figure that it would be a career because certainly as as um, as a stand up because we didn't have that in New Zealand, mm-hmm. and so I was good at telling jokes and being silly, but I I uh, I, I thought it was something that you know the um, the people over in the UK the do not 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 here in New Zealand. So I I didn't even think about it till till university, and then I realised you know, hey, the world's my oyster. I can do whatever I want. So right, right. Were there any particular homegrown superstars that you looked up to though? There was uh, John Clark. He was um, a very funny uh, character performer. He he played a character called Fred Dag, which was a, a quintessential New Zealand farmer mm-hmm. and he was an inspiration to me um, the only other act was uh, Billy T. James which is a Maori entertainer who is also very funny uh, song dance kind of guy did did sketch comedy um, but really it was it was the the, the British that uh, turned my head and, and made me believe that I could I could be part of that whole thing it was the Monty Python crew and Rowan Atkinson and um, those kind of guys. And, and I can see those influences in your stage presence. I mean, you're a very physical and, as I mentioned in my, which you described as a really wonderful introduction earlier, you know, the, the physical stuff you do, the stuff you do with vocalization and, and, and sounds, I mean, that's where's that coming from for you? Is it is it a sort of an amalgam of some of those influences? Yeah, it's a funny one because most people think, oh yeah, well he's uh, inspired by Michael Winslow from. <laughs> oh yeah, right from Police you know, Academy. Which, yeah, which is which you know the, I, I guess there's a small part of me that is. I mean, I, I did watch those movies, um, the Police Academies back in the day, but I certainly didn't go walking around, you know, um, trying to create noises constantly. I just felt that when I got up on stage and I would tell my stories, I would. Uh, do the sound effects that go with them. And I think this is just uh, an overlap from playing as a kid. And I, I was very good on my own at, at playing on my own with little action figures and cars and things. And I would do all the noises and sound effects of helicopters and guns and things. Yeah. And so when I got to stage, I would just do them. And people were astounded by how, you know, how, how good they sounded yeah. with a microphone and things. And so I just kept that going. So I would then create these one-man sketches on stage where I would, you know, uh, mime all the objects and the doors and the um, vehicles and, and whatnot, other characters, and I would just create all the noises to go with it. I just I just really wanted to give people a, a giant sort of 3D picture of what's in my head at the time. No, it's it's fascinating. I mean, for anyone who hasn't seen, there's, you have various specials, but I think a nice encapsulation of what you do is is the Letterman appearance. Oh yeah, that's a nice little embodiment of of what it is I do. Yeah, you're right. Were you were you thrilled to be on that show? Did that show mean something to you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, anyone as a kid, I don't, you know, in the Western world, you know about Letterman and the opportunity to go on there um, came up, and I'm very thankful I took it because I I, I knew at that stage the show was you know was going to end at some point, and so just the chance to get on there before before it finished was um, another hat in the feather. So Nice. Now, I can only assume that uh, the Flight of the Concords experience changed your career. That's fair to say, right? Oh, absolutely, yeah. Yeah, now there was a report that Flight of the Concords might be writing together and touring this year. 
Uh, I've not heard tell of anything beyond that. This was in January that I think news was circulating. Have you heard any updates about that? Uh, well, I don't want to reveal too much, but I can confirm that they um, have met up, uh, the two of them, recently. Uh, could be just a, so- a social outing, could could be just catch-up drinks, uh, no idea, and can't can't confirm any whether uh, a pen has hit has hit the paper. Right. <laughs> right. But, I mean, the, the talk has been primarily of a musical-based tour. There's no talk of maybe bringing the show back or your... I mean, you, you're not sure if you're going to be involved in any of this at this point, right? No, yeah. I, as far as I know, they will be um, touring again. Um, and that usually sparks off some more interest in, in what else they can do and whether they're going to get back together and, and film some more television or whatever. But... The general rule is there that that's not happening. I, I certainly haven't uh, heard anything. Do you do you miss the character of Murray? I do. I do. I I I, I mean, he's so close to me, and I I um, I see him a lot. Whether he he pops up all the time on <laughs> various things on the internet, when every time I do something or get some sort of opportunity, um, Murray's head swings in there, and it's you know people uh, know me for that role, so. He's never too far away from me. Do you, I, do you ever resent it, though? Do you, I mean, you must get, hey, do Murray all the time. <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't really. And I think I've done enough since then uh, to, to you know, if that, if that was the only thing I had done and then, and then had just sort of sat back and sort of waited, then I think I would get that a lot more. Mm-hmm. But as time goes on and the more things I do, um, the request to do a roll call um, is starting to diminish, which <laughs> which is nice. But look, you, you know, it, it was the it was the horse that fed me. So yeah, yeah. No, I I hear that. I hear that. Now, so you've got the X Files coming up. We we discussed this uh, uh, stage show you're bringing to Just for Laughs. What else is next for you? Uh, well, I'm doing a TV show at the end of the year called Wrecked, um, and that's for TB the TBS network. Nice. Uh, that's shooting in Puerto Rico. So I'm heading to the Caribbean for a number of weeks to 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 shoot a uh, a, a comedy TV show on a on a deserted island. <laughs> that sounds kind of fun. Yeah, it does. I mean, I'll be away from the kids a bit, but I'm sure there'll be lots of rum and coconuts to drink. Nice. Now, I haven't I assume maybe this is listed somewhere. Is there who are some of the principals involved in Wrecked? Um yeah, you'd have to look it up. Okay. I'm not sure. Okay, you don't know you don't know who's on the show you're going to be on? No, just myself at this stage. <laughs> it's a deserted island. It's just you yeah. on an island by yourself. I'm aware there's no one else. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we'll look for we'll look for wrecked. All right. Well, once again, Reese Darby brings his new show. I'm a fighter jet to Montreal's Just for Laughs Festival on July 22nd and 24th, and you can get more information about this at hahaha.com and Reese Darby com. Are you excited to go back to Montreal? Is this a city that's uh, you've done just for laughs before? I understand. I have. I've I've been in there. I've sort of dug. Uh, I was going to say dug my toes in, but that's probably I should have said uh, dipped my toes in. Um, <laughs> bit of both. Yeah, sure. This time, <laughs> I'm excited to do my own. You know, hour solo show. I think. I think uh, everyone's going to love it. Yeah, I hope so too. I hope. Uh, I hope people see it. Well, Reese, thanks so much for your time today, and and have fun in Montreal. Best of luck with uh, everything else. Thank you. Hey, thanks again for checking out Creative Control with Vish Khanna. You can email me about the show at creativecontrol933 at gmail.com. That's creative with a K, control with a K, 933 at gmail.com. You can also follow our Twitter at Vish Creative, V-I-S-H, K 
K-R-E-A-T-I-V-E. And you can also like our Facebook page. A version of this show airs on CFRU in Guelph every Wednesday at noon Eastern. And you can listen to that online at CFRU.ca or if you're in the KW region at 93.3 FM in Guelph. You can also sign up for the weekly mailing list for the podcast and the, and the show at vishkana.com and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes. I believe that is everything I wanted to tell you. Thank you once again. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.